Chanukah Sameach, and happiest Wednesday. And today's shul is dedicated to Nishmat Malka Bajalinus Chanaba Shemuel Shalomo Ben Eliyahu, Zerubavel Ben Gabriel, Tziviabat Mashiach, Tamarabat Mashiach, Yosef Ben Nisan, Deorabat Yitzchak, Sarabat Moshe, Yehuda Ben David, Benamin Ben Yitzchak, Rinat Bat Dan, Rachel Bat Azariah, and for their Fuash Nehmav, Rachel Bat Chana, and Shemuel Ben Rachel, and Arifan Adahem. We are talking about speech, we're talking about Dibur, and we have gotten into the section of prohibited speech. And Peleoet is starting us off with, he's not starting us by uh, hitting us with uh, the speech that you should never say. Um, he starts with what you would have thought should always be a mitzvah, but sometimes instead of doing a mitzvah, you're doing an avon. So if a person is learning Torah in the wrong way, even learning Torah can be an avon. And then yesterday we started speaking about tefillah, even praying. You might say, wait, I'm praying. How could I possibly be doing something wrong? I'm praying to Hashem. This is what we all should be doing all the time as much as possible. Under certain conditions, a person is not supposed to pray. So as we said before, any person who, who drank or who was drunk is not allowed to do tefillah. You know that that's why we don't do birkat kohanim in mincha. You know, why don't we do birkat kohanim in mincha? Right? Because, because during the day, it was very common for people when they had their when they had their meal, they would drink. I said, oh, the Kohanim might have drank. Well, we don't want to embarrass anybody. They canceled Birkat Kohanim from Mincha to, uh, to not embarrass somebody. But on fast days, when there's a Ta'anit, we allow the Kohanim to do uh, Birkat Kohanim because everybody's with Ta'anit, so we know that uh, none of them drank. But that's why we don't do Birkat Kohanim in Mincha. Right? If a person drank, a person is drunk, don't pray at that time. Um, as you know, a person has to be in a state of mind that he's able to speak before a king. And then we said similarly, if a person has to use the restroom, always a person has to first relieve himself, and only after that is a person allowed to pray. And of course, a person should only and may only pray in a place that um, that doesn't have any bad odor. It doesn't have, exactly it doesn't have any uh, bad smell. Now, and a person has to consider, we, we got up to the middle of it. When a person prays under the wrong conditions or in an appropriate way, in, instead of doing a mitzvah, he's doing an avon. He's doing an avira. And let's say even a person is, he's not so drunk, right? He only had a little bit. He only had a little bit to drink, but he, he, you know, he, he's in that gray zone. Uh, am I good enough to be able to stand before a king and pray? Well, you know, I, I sort of have to use the bathroom, but I could hold it in. <laughs> I, I, I could hold it in for a little bit. Is Navarat kind of pray? Uh, never, yeah, of course. So we had a meal with the wine and everything. Oh, uh, so again, yeah, it depends how drunk a person is. So if a person just drank a little bit, you can say, uh, if a person is drunk, drunk, no, you should. <laughs> he will not anyway. <laughs> but but here at Tefillah, though, the, the thing of Tefillah is a person is standing before a king. You're standing before a king. Even there's a concept of Tefillah, a person has to dress nicely uh, for, for the Tefillah. You have to dress well for, for, for prayers. Uh, you know, you know, no basketball. <laughs> right, you're standing in front of Hashem. You're standing. You're standing in front of a king, and you have to. You have to think of that. 
There's a threshold for like the bathroom as well, no? So there's, yes, there's a threshold for the bathroom as well. Can I hold it in for 72 minutes? Can you hold it in for, for more than an hour? If you're, if you're not able to, then you, should, then you you're absolutely required. If not, this is what he's saying over here. You're saying, if you have to go, but you can say, but, but I can hold it in. But I can hold it in right now. So he says, so he says, a person said, I, I drink a little bit, but you know what? I, I, I sort of could uh, stand before a king. I do know what's going on, but still, he says, Okay, you did the mitzvah. You, you fulfilled the mitzvah, but still, what kind of a tefillah is that? Still, what kind of a prayer? Even though I'm able, I'm able to hold it in. In theory, I'm able to hold it in. You know, just like if a person was walking into an important meeting. I'm able to hold it in, but still, what kind of a kavana? Yeah, what kind of what kind of kavana do you have? Do you still have a hundred percent kavana whenever you pray? So in that situation, you're sort of you're doing a mitzvah, but you're also doing an avon at the same time because you're not praying with kavana. And this is the foundation. The foundation of tefillah is that I'm standing before Hashem. I'm standing before a king. So you have to be able to be 100% focused and do everything to to relieve anything that will remove your focus. Okay, oh, next one. Someone who talks during Kanisa. Someone who talks during the prayer. Okay, I think we should skip this one. <laughs> Is it good or less quickly? So, even people don't know, even during Baruch Shamar, it's not only during the during the Chazara when the Chazan is doing the Amidah when the Chazan, even during Baruch Shamar, from when when the Chazan started Baruch Shamar, or in the middle of Halel, or in the middle of Halel. Right now, during Chanukah, we have the Zichut to be saying Halel. So, during Halel, a person should be saying Halel. And if a person can't understand the Hebrew, read it in English. Or if a person can't even do that, at least even open a chumash and just you know read the parasha or something, as opposed to, to talking to your friend during the tefillah. No. Or at the very least, try to listen and answer amen to whatever you can. Somebody who is talking out loud or they're making jokes, uh, he's raising his voice and he's, he's disturbing the prayers, disturbing the tefillah. All of this shows that he doesn't have a consciousness of Hashem's presence in the Kanisa. He doesn't have a fear of Hashem. Because the whole point is understanding when I walk into Kanisa, we walk into this room, the, the presence of Hashem is here. God's presence is here. So a person who is talking uh, casually or he's, in, he's interrupting the prayer by talking to his friend, he's showing that he doesn't realize that Hashem's presence is actually there in the room during the tefillah. You know, and just, just think for a, pre- for, for a second, uh, whatever. Uh, let's say, the, the, you know, the, uh, 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 a very important official was here visiting uh, you know the prime minister of israel or president of the united states or uh prime minister or president of another country uh were to come over here and, and we're here and they were singing or saying something in his honor or doing something in his honor and then you know you know in the middle of everything they're doing you know you're talking to your friend the friends are are turning to each other and talking it's not disrespectful it's extremely disrespectful. Oh, you, you don't realize who's here now, if that's a, the way a person might think about Basar Badam, of a person who's just a flesh and blood, 
Right? How much more so for Hashem, the King of all kings? So just okay. just to interject, they didn't have this 200 years ago. But looking at your smartphone or reading your messages, does that fall under the category of kavana, or does that fall under the category of talking to people? Oh, that's an excellent question. So I think he's referring to over here the interruption of the prayer, the fact that a person is doing is doing something else. It, it shows that the, the tefillah is not important to him and it shows that he doesn't have fear of Hashem. So looking at one smartphone during tefillah, I think it would depend, number one, what you're doing. Some people, they're actually praying from their smartphone. Yeah, we have the sidurim on the smartphone. Let's say you're not. Let's say a person wants to check his messages on his smartphone. So I think it depends which, which part of the tefillah. Right before the service is started, okay, if a person is just checking his messages, um, to make sure he didn't. Yeah, um, yesterday, uh, before Mincha, like two minutes before Mincha, somebody texted me, "Can you hold on to Kaddish? Somebody's uh, somebody's coming for Kaddish." So sometimes it's worthwhile to to check your messages, um, and then you know from that point up until the end of the Chazara of the Amida, for sure it's not appropriate for a person to check their phone during Baruch Shemar and during Ishta and uh, up until through Shema Israel and through and through the end of the Amida until the end of uh, end of the Chazara and when there's Halel through Halel when there's Torah reading through the Torah reading. But after uh, through that, that point, after that, and a person should be saying the Tefillah, but sort of basically when when you've said Kaddish Kabal. For, for the prayers, that's the official like end of the tefillah when the Kaddishit Kabal was said. Right? Kaddishit Kabal when after Uvalatiyon. Yeah, the one after Uvalatiyon. Except on days with Musaf, then you have another Tikabal at the end at the end of that. But when you finish saying Tikabal, that's officially where the tefillah is finished, and the and the prayers after that are extra tefillot. So. So that's the earliest time officially to take off your tefillin and to, to leave. Really, the official time for it is after that Kaddish Kabbalah. That's the, after Uvalitzion, this is the earliest time to, to take off your tefillin, if, if a person can. So those, the tefillah after that, if a person is checking his messages, it's not as severe, let's say, or it's not as bad uh, as... Right. <laughs> but also, it's... Yeah. But also, yeah, a person also has to make sure, what else am I looking at my smartphone? And, uh, you also think of falling <laughs> in the same way, like going to the bathroom requires mental energy and it distracts you and ruins your kavana. You think that the key is, the key is, a person also has to know, right? The world's not going to fall apart during, during that one hour. A person who comes to pray for half an hour, it's, I think it's a key element of our generation to be able to learn how to sit and do one thing and focus on it for half an hour. Sit and do one thing for focus on an hour. The world's not going to change. The world's not going to fall apart. You're not going to miss anything. It's, it's, even, it's even the same thing with going to sleep. Something like you cannot sleep without the phone next to you because, you know, something must, if you wake up at 3.30 a.m. or at 4 a.m., something happened in, the, in, in that past two hours and you must have missed it. And they're like, like this is crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it, 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 I, I would recommend to everybody. I do it myself at home. I don't charge my phone in my room. Uh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. When I wake up, I'll wake up and I'll get to it. But, it's, but, but we have to get to the point to understand. We, you know, so much of our generation, and, and you think of our forefathers, and you think, like, wait, none of them had cell phones, and somehow they lived. 
they lived for 70 years, 80 years, 90 Why years. Our forefathers, we ourselves. <laughs> our father, we ourselves when we were kids. <laughs> we ourselves when we were kids. And were we less happy? No, actually, maybe a little bit more happy. Without it, without worrying that maybe I missed everything. Maybe I missed something. Every second that I didn't check my phone, it's, it's a, a constant fear that you live. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. So anyhow, on show, so we have to be able to learn to not feel bad and be able to cleanly disconnect without worrying um, that we're missing something and to be able to enjoy what we're doing and how we're living life without, without having that worry. So let me show you. On show, gadol, fine. Haomer tefilot u'brachot b'li kavana. Oh, one who says the prayers, who says the brachot, but without kavana. He's just saying it by rote. Saying it, you know, on autopilot. Just saying the prayers on autopilot. Right? It's it's like a body without a soul in it. Right? Prayer without kavana is like a body without a soul. Yes, you fulfilled your mitzvah. You fulfilled your mitzvah. You fulfilled the, the bracha that you said. And you're going to get a get reward for having done it because you came to shacharit because you said shacharit. You said your bracha, but how could you say it without kavana? You get a punishment for the fact that you withheld its potential. Yishayahu says that the Jewish people have come to me with their mouth and with their lips. They are honoring me. But their hearts are far, far away from me. Their hearts are distant from me. So he's going through the motions, but <laughs> my heart is somewhere else. <laughs> the heart's not here to power the words. But he, and their fear of me, or their, their speaking to me, has just become, you know, careless. It's become something that people just do out of habit, just to, to go through the motions. Therefore, God was going to punish the Jewish people. You're doing a mitzvah, but at the same time, you're not doing it appropriately. So whenever we pray and we say tefillah, we have to mean it. We have to be fully present. I think that part goes back to the smartphone. Right? Because if a person is saying the tefillah, but at the same time, Worrying about what message did I miss, or uh, or what can I? So your heart is in another place. Well, a person saying the tefillah, and your heart shouldn't be in another place. So I, I think we we have to do in our kanisas maybe, and, and I know there are many kanisas that do this. It's a it's like a new trend. You know, I, uh, I, and I've seen it in Great Neck. I've seen it in uh, in Florida. I've seen it all over the world. No, they have lockers. They have they have cell phone lockers outside the kanisa, and then they just you know they you know with a string attached to a key, so you could just you know you lock it. You take your own key with you, but you leave your phone in the like, you know, little lockers. It's like little lockers, and you just leave your phone in the locker before you come for tefillah, and then you pick it up when you go out. Like you forget it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not focusing on the meaning of the tefillah. So I mean, that by itself is 
Yes, yeah, it's a, that by itself is lack of kavanah, but I think we're one level closer when we don't have the smartphone. I, I even notice myself, when my smartphone is with me during the tefillah, it's, you, you're not focused. You're not focused in the, in the same way. If you leave the phone outside, you know, you're, you're able to... That's why I want to give a, a, a shout out to Mr. Gilomani's Isidore. Sometimes I'm reading and then I catch myself and I read the English translation. And then you look at the English. It brings you back into focus. So we should make an effort to keep our phones outside and finish the prayers fast. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm not even talking about Shabbat. It's not even Shabbat. I'm talking about during the week. During the week. It's beneficial for a person's tefillah. Leave, leave your smartphone in the car or leave your smartphone somewhere outside the candy store. Don't bring it. You feel like a different person. You feel like a different person when you don't have it with you. I don't know how to explain it. They want us to implement a ban on smoking. That's why you don't answer my phone. Next one. One more quick one. Let's get one more one. Hambarech berachot levatala. O berachot sheinam sirichot o chatuvot o ketuvot. When a person makes brachot that are unnecessary. Unnecessary brachot. So, okay, fine. So, Bezal Hashem, we're going to get into this tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Happiest Thursday of Hanukkah. Happiest Wednesday.